almost dead. You know, yes, of course, I have my notes, but I just have to say this, you know, Gwen and I don't really coordinate that often. We allow for the music to play. We always allow for the presence of mind to come in and guide us in what she's going to select to play and what I'm going to select to speak about. And I should say what we select to speak about. However, what, and so we're going to talk a lot today about the imprinting of our energetic self. And could you just imagine a world, just a moment, imagine a world where every child was greeted into the world with Gwen singing that song. And that being the first imprint that they received from the outer world. You know, in the Science of Mind, page 142, Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, that which thought has done, thought can undo. Lifelong habits of wrong thinking can be consciously and deliberately neutralized and an entirely new order of mental and emotional reaction established in mind. Merely to abstain from wrong thinking is not enough. There must be active right thinking. We must become actively constructive and happy in our thinking, not merely passively so. New and wholesome ideas of life, vitality, and hope must be incorporated into the substratum of our mental life so that a more wholesome externalization may manifest in our bodily condition and environment. So the short version of what Dr. Holmes is saying is, what you think, you are. What you think you are, or what you believe at your energetic core of existence, what you believe to be so, is. And this raises raises the questions, how do beliefs form within an individual consciousness? Now, of course, parental, societal, and perceived forms of authoritative figures play an important role on the development and acceptance of beliefs. So what we find interesting, especially in our teaching, is rare, in the, rare is the individual, say, 45 or over. Rare is the individual in our teaching who holds the traditional beliefs of their parents or grandparents. Somewhere along the way, myself included, we made the conscious choice to believe something, bless you, vastly different, vastly different about that which we know God, Spirit, Source to be. Vastly different than what our parents and grandparents believe. So as you contemplate this truth for a moment, step into an awareness as students of this philosophy that we are the living dem and demonstrated proof of what thought has done, thought can also undo. From here, we would just remind you, as we have several times before, if you have demonstrated one thing through the study and practice of this teaching, you may demonstrate all things. You've already proven you can transform an imprinted core belief. That's why you're here. A belief is simply words and phrases repeated often enough 
by an individual or those around an individual, perhaps repeated within, within one's own mind, so often that the words, the phrases, making up only a thought, become imprinted on the individual's subconscious mind as a belief. Now, that doesn't matter if the thought is true or not. It doesn't matter if the belief is true or not. It doesn't matter if it's positive or not. What matters is, repeated often enough, the thought become, becomes the belief, and the belief becomes the thing. So back to the science of mind. Holmes said repeating an affirmation is leading the mind to that state of consciousness where it accepts which it wishes to believe. What thought has done, thought may also undo. What affirmation has done, affirmation may also undo. What belief has done, once undone, a new belief may do far, far better. From this intention, we're going to dive into our lesson this morning, which is Affirm and Grow Rich. Now, we're doing this week monthly series on the book, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, and the talks are online. You can go to the website, download a copy of the book to follow along, all right? But I bet you that it's a very safe bet, knowing all of you like I do, that if repeating an affirmation consistently was the road to greater wealth and prosperity, we would have our very own Crystal Cathedral by now. Or at the very least, I'd have my own jet. For, for valid center purposes, of course. Anyhow, knowing an affirmation, repeating an affirmation, even accepting an affirmation is not enough to effectively activate the spiritual laws of the universe. Even stating the affirmation with feeling, as I am prone to say, may not be enough to warrant a mere demonstration within the physical realm. In Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, Hill, Hill said, faith is a state of mind which may only be induced by auto-suggestion. Faith is a state of mind which may only be induced by auto-suggestion. And then he said, have faith in yourself, faith in the infinite. And take note of the order of this direction. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the infinite. As we stated earlier, everyone has transformed a core belief. The belief about what we know universal presence to be. And we know all practice this belief with a strong faith in spirit, spiritual principles and laws of the universe. We also know this transformation of belief about all that source is requires an equal transformation of belief and faith about all the individual is. It's one thing to affirm, I am a money magnet. It's quite another to affirm with a knowing, feeling, belief, and faith in oneself and the universe in a consciousness of grateful oneness as a vibrant, life-fulfilling expression of all the good and grace of God. I know every energetic particle of my being 
is divinely magnetized and attracts all the abundance and prosperity of the universe I will ever claim, need, or desire. What you got in that affirmation? Gratitude, unification, recognition, affirmation, release. Great affirmation, isn't it? That's why you're going to find it on your affirmation card. Ooh, yes. Practiced in such a manner, faith in oneself as a receptive and productive expression of source affirms a shift in the paradigm of the thoughts an individual holds about themselves. Spoken with confidence, the release is fulfilled by right of confident consciousness. To affirm and grow rich in any areas of your journey, whether we're talking about rich in love, health, or abundance, ensure the level of faith and belief in yourself that you have for divine presence is equaled by an elevated faith and belief of yourself as an emissary of heaven on earth. This direction has been passed down for millennium. Even in the scriptures, where do we find, where do we find in Matthew 7? Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. Where do we find heaven? Well, we find it within, of course. Communing with one. We find it within as the activity of source, activating, living as all that we are, as one, not separate. To transform the experience, there must be a transformation of belief. To transform the belief, there must be a transformation of the imprinted external and internal dialogue. And to transform the dialogue, there must be a transformation of what you believe yourself to be. What do you believe yourself to be? See, I can say all day till the town comes home, I believe you are amazing, because I do. But you have to feel that. You have to know that. You have to allow that to be imprinted on your soul. And that is the vibration that carries forward. So our beliefs that we hold, the things that we repeat over and over and over again about ourselves, they have this fantastic way, if you will, of playing out within our experience. So I'm going to tell, share a, a parable with you about how such a belief plays out in our experience. Very profound parable. For those taking notes, you're going to want to take a note on this. And those that know me well know I'm setting you up right now. So it's about this lady. She's one day she's driving down the road and she gets this flat tire on the interstate, and she's just bummed out. She drops, pulls her car over to the side of the road, and she's shaking her head as one of her worst fears becomes reality. And her fear, just the possibility of getting her clothes dirty and no one stopping to help her. However, she planned ahead. She planned ahead to start to outsmart this fear. So she gets out of the car, she opens the trunk, and she takes out two life-size cardboard men. And she stands the card cutouts at the end of the vehicle facing oncoming traffic. Now the cardboard men, 
they're wearing trench coats that are open and nothing else underneath, just exposing their naked bodies. Well, traffic comes to a standstill. Five minutes later, a policeman arrives. And the officer's clearly angry and yells at the lady, what's going on here? And she says very calmly, well, you know, I have a flat tire. And the officer's still angry. And he says, well, what are these obscene cardboard pictures doing by the road? And she said, well, hello, they're my emergency flashers. Oh. That which we repeatedly affirm becomes belief, and that which we believe is always so. What does she believe? That she would need someday to use her emergency flashers. And don't we all, at some point in our journey, have that belief? That's another lesson. You have to be rich in your faith and belief of your own power, your own omnipotence. There's a disconnect in this teaching. There's a disconnect in most New Thought teachings. People get it. They know that Source is this vibrant, creative, powerful energy that expresses to all that is. And we know and affirm that Source is always becoming something more vast, more, more productive, more loving, more powerful than ever went before. But then people say, that's what I know about Source. Rather than say, this is what I know about me myself as source. And so we want to make that connection in order to empower, to expand the belief and faith that we have in ourselves about what source is and how it operates in, as, and through all that we are. It is that belief that is imprinted at the energetic level of your existence, which begins resonating with the universe. And that resonating function begins to draw to you more power, more good, more of the the creative energy for you to manifest whatever you choose. Esther Hicks said, enlightenment means literally aligning to the energy of my source. And genius is only about focusing the law of attraction. And the universe takes care of everything else. She said, physical humans often want to make enlightenment about finding some process and moving through the process that has been pre-described. But true enlightenment is moving to the rhythm, the rhythm, the language, the internal inspiration of the heart that is coming in response to the individual desire. Moving to the rhythm, language, the internal inspiration of the heart. You know, uh, Stretton Smith from Unity said that there's a heart mind. He calls it the heart mind. I call it the soul self. Whatever you want to call it, that's fine. But it is that internal desire, that internal impulse of spirit, always, always conversing in, as, and through you, always saying to you, let's do this and something more. And that's a rhythm that we have to get into, a rhythm of listening to the internal and letting that imprint upon us as opposed to accepting the external and allowing that to imprint. Wherever you are in your journey, you can begin right now today to make a choice. 
to begin letting go of some of that old monkey mind chatter, if you will, negative self-speak, and begin getting it in alignment with getting your self-speak into alignment with that which you want to accomplish, whatever it may be. As we've said last week, this doesn't have to be about just increasing the abundance in your journey. You can apply these same spiritual and te techniques and laws to expand love and health within your journey as well. But the starting point begins with recognizing what are you believing yourself to be? What are you believing yourself to be? Because whatever it is, whatever that affirmation is, that's what's feeding that core belief. And we want to begin rewriting the script for that. Whatever that script has been, we can begin today to rewrite it. And we do that through a steady, consistent practice of every day, every day, affirming how amazing you are. By every day, affirming that your word has power. By every day, affirming that as you speak, the universe follows. Get into that mode. Get into that mode. And as these thoughts come into play, uh, well, you know, I wasn't so powerful years ago. Or this event happened or that event happened. It may keep me from fulfilling my power, fulfilling my destiny. No. The, the past event can't. The past thought can't. The only thing that can keep someone from fulfilling their destiny in this moment of now is the belief that a past thought can. So we want you to step into the awareness today that there is nothing on heaven and earth more powerful than you, than your thought, than your energy in this perfect moment. Because this perfect moment, if you're breathing in it, you're creating in it. Doesn't that feel good? See how amazing you are? You picked up on that really, really quick. Hill said, each of us are individual, or excuse me, Hill said, the subconscious mind takes any orders given to it in a spirit, spirit of absolute faith and acts upon those orders, although the orders often have to be presented over and over again through repetition before they are interpreted by the subconscious mind. So we, this has to be consistent. It has to be steady. It has to be an ongoing recognition of saying, if I'm going to live my power, then I have to imprint that truth onto my subconscious self. Think about it. The acorn is imprinted with the creative energy knowing that it's going to become the oak. The butterfly is imprinted, or the, the caterpillar is imprinted with the creative energy, knowing that it's going to transform into the butterfly. And you contain that same creative, intelligent energy, the same potential to transform the physical realm. The only difference is you also contain the ability to choose that which becomes the energetic imprint, blueprint. For your journey. I took the liberty of printing out in, in the book, Think and Grow Rich. Hill gave this fabulous affirmation. 
on building belief and faith in oneself. It's, it's a wonderful, in my opinion, a wonderful affirmative prayer. And he says in the book, do this every day, every day. Do it in the morning, do it at night. Focus on it. Focus on it. And I took the liberty, just in case there's one or two here, that might think, you know, I do need to transform my self-chatter a little bit. So I took the liberty of printing it out. You're going to find it by the media display at the front of the, at the, front of the center. And our recommendation is, is that you begin that process. And this, because it's within the book Think and Grow Rich, it focuses towards the end on abundance and prosperity. But again, if your desire at this point is to use these principles and practices for something else in your journey, you can choose. For your power to choose to affirm for something else. To affirm for something else. Beck, Michael Beckwith said, you can begin to shape your own destiny by the attitude that you keep. So what is your attitude about your creative power? Is it an attitude of, yes, this can be done, yes, this shall be done, or is it an attitude of, well, I don't know if I can do it? Because if it's, I don't know if I can do it, then the universe doesn't know either. So we have to know like we know like we know. To, shape, to shift the experience, we want to shift the paradigm of consciousness and begin awakening, bringing ourselves out of the old energetic vibration. And Think and Grow Rich, he'll provides a wonderful example of the power of faith. <clears throat> and he tells the story of Mahatma Gandhi, stating that Gandhi's example of the world witnessed, that through Gandhi's example, the world witnessed one of the most astounding examples ever demonstrated to civilization on the possibilities of faith. Saying Gandhi yielded more potential power than any person living during his time, despite the fact that he didn't have any of the orthodox tools of power, money, battleships, soldiers, materials of warfare. Gandhi had no money. He had no home. He didn't even own a suit of clothes at the time. But he did have power. And he knew he had power. And he came by that power by creating out of his own understanding a stronger view of faith and belief in himself. And through his ability to transform, transplant that faith into the minds of 200 million people. Now Gandhi accomplished through the influence of faith that which people the world over could not do. He accomplished this astounding feat of influencing 200 minds of coalescing and move in unison as a single mind. As a single mind. And the primary focus of Gandhi's consciousness was not on the political or societal issues of his time. The primary focus of his consciousness was the higher vision he was bringing forward for the people of his time. And he maintained that vision, maintained it, transforming it from thought to form, thought to form, through an unwavering faith. Gary Zukov wrote this. He said, 
I see the potential for a new world being born in front of me and all around me. And I feel the only way, way to bring that potential into being is to know myself. I feel the potential of for a new world being born in front of me and all that is around me. And I feel the only way to bring that potential into being is to know myself. Whatever your desire, your vision, or your goal, you may know your demonstration. You must know, before you may know your demonstration, you must know your energy. You must know your divinity through a consistent practice of faith and belief in your oneness. All that we have been speaking of this morning, affirm and grow rich. It's not about growing rich in money or any other external effect. It has been focusing on the realization of affirm and grow rich in faith, affirm and grow rich in belief, in confidence in yourself, all of which has been imprinted on an individual knowingly or unknowingly is the rhythm, the vibration of the energy they have been placed in. You have the powerful ability to choose right now to transform the rhythm by transforming the belief, to transform the belief by transforming the narrative which has led to the current paradigm of consciousness externalizing as the condition. So we've had some fun with last week and this week with the lessons and the principles. We're we're doing the visualization session at 12.30, the visioning session at 12.30 for those that want to stay. We made the offering that for those that want to bring in their vision boards to bring them in, and we're going to put them on the back wall throughout the month for people to begin seeing and printing that idea of the vision boards of everyone's desire becoming manifest. We also threw out the possibility of groups getting together and creating a mastermind group, focusing on the principles discussed within this book. I haven't heard anything about that yet, but allow that like energy to coalesce. And let's see what happens. Because what's what we want to do here is get you into the habit, get you into the habit of working effectively with spiritual principle. And by effectively, we mean working with principle towards that which you desire. So you're always working effectively with principle. The question is, is it being effective in creating what you want? And if the answer is no, then that's, there's nothing wrong with the laws. The spiritual laws are perfect. They manifest no matter what, but they manifest according to the beliefs that we're holding for ourselves. So they're going to be drawn to that energy, that mold of, of creative, formative substance that you're emitting. And from there, it becomes the experience. So you can choose to begin a journey to begin shifting that paradigm, to begin shifting that paradigm into such a manner that you know every time you speak, the universe responds. Every time you vision, the universe sees that visioning as the blueprint for your journey. 
Ted Forbes says, oh, sorry. Ted Forbes said, when, when you go from being a caterpillar to becoming a butterfly, you're nothing but a, more than a yellow, gooey, sticky mess. So sometimes this process doesn't feel great because we're transforming all that we are. Allow yourself to be that yellow, sticky mess. It's okay. That just means you're in the process of transforming the external condition. Take the time, if you haven't done so already, to begin believing in who you are. You're not an individual working with the universe. You are the universe coming to life as an individual. And you may claim all the potential, all the possibility, all the power of that truth. Holmes said, so plastic is the mind, so receptive that the slightest thought makes an impression upon it. People who, who think many kinds of thought must expect to receive a confused manifestation in their lives. If a gardener plants a thousand kinds of seeds, he will get a thousand kinds of plants. It's the same within mind. Are you focused on being the powerful creator? It, wherever you are, in your manifestation. Incorporate the feeling, the belief that you are the master creator for your journey. That the universe responds to you, not just through law of attraction, but because you are the way the law expresses. You are the law in function and form. Great poem from the book. And the poem is, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it is almost certain you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out of the world we find success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you are outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Do you think you can? There we go. Of course you do. So take that thought, that and allow that to become your affirmation. You are not here to accept second best. You are not here to, to see what other people are doing and say, gee, I'd love to do that someday. You are here to tap into the omnipotent energy that you are and claim it and then say, come on universe, let's go create this today. Let's go create this today. And you know what's gonna happen? The universe is going to say okay. The universe never says no to you. It never says no to you. You know why? Fairface grinned. It's because you're amazing. And I happen to agree with her. And I know the universe does as well. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. <laughs> All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind.
in as and through me. In as and through me. Blesses and multiplies my offering. Blesses and multiplies. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come forward as they're coming forward, it's my pleasure to introduce again the amazing Gwen Hughes. <laughs> 